0: This is the Mahabharata Podcast, Episode 64, Kurukshetra, Days 3 and 4. Last time, on Day 2, the Pandava commander, Dristudyumna, had arranged his forces according to an arcane, bird-like design. Yudhishthira wholeheartedly endorsed this plan, but once the fighting started, the whole fancy arrangement was quickly shattered by Bhishma's assault. When tactics and stratagems failed, Arjun and Bhima stepped up and saved the day by sheer brute force. On the dawn of the third day, the Karvas took a turn at devising an elaborate formation. Bhishma ordered them to array in the shape of the Garuda, or Heavenly Eagle, who is Vishnu's mount. Bhishma placed himself at the tip of the beak, while Drona's son Ashvataman led the head, Jayadrata the neck, Duryodhan and his brothers held the central position or back, while three armies composed the left wings and four armies made up the right wing. Like a grand chess game, Dristudyumna counter-arrayed his forces into the shape of a giant crescent, with B Massena, Virata, and Drupad on the right tip, and Arjun holding the left, while the remaining brothers, their sons, and Dristudyumna made up the center. I guess this time, the fancy formations had the desired effect, because both sides held, and neither could advance against the other. Soon, the no-man's land between the armies were so littered with corpses that the opponents had trouble striking at each other. To get around this colossal pile of gore, Bhishma went around and attacked the Pandavas from the left flank. He soon had that part of the formation break open and chaos ensued. Bhima on the opposite end had the same idea and broke through the left flank of the Karavas, sowing death and destruction among the reserve troops. Bhishma left them to fend for themselves and pressed his assault on the Pandavas. Amidst the chaos of fleeing soldiers, only Arjun held his ground. Soon he alone was holding back the combined might of the Karava vanguard. But if anyone could do that, it was Arjun. The audience of gods and rishis all cheered and praised Palguna for this marvelous performance. Duryodhana's gambling uncle Shakuni led his Gandhari contingent against Setyaki and destroyed his chariot. Abhimanyu picked him up and the pair routed Shakuni, sending him and his army running for cover. Bima and his Rakshasa son Kacha were now deep in enemy territory tearing up the place. Duryodhana attempted to repulse them and got an arrow in the chest, like a love letter straight from Bhima's heart. The Karva slumped over in his car in a dead faint. The counterattack was itself repulsed and as Duryodhana's driver sped him away from danger, his soldiers began to break and run for cover. Now Bhishma and Drona had to break off their attack and they rushed back to stem the building panic. Abhimanyu and Satyaki in a single chariot just picked off Shakuni's soldiers like fish in a barrel. Arjun also joined in the fun, driving the Karvas nearly into a full rout. His chariot rattling along at the front of his fleeing army, Duryodhana suddenly awoke. He regained his senses, realized what was happening, and ordered his driver to turn around and face the enemy, no matter the cost. This courageous stand shamed his commanders, and they all turned their men around and resumed the fight. Once the battle lines had stabilized and order was restored to the army, Duryodhana sought out his commander. Disregarding the arrow still sticking out of his chest, Duryodhana got into Bhishma's face and yelled at him. I was unconscious for like 10 minutes, and when I woke up I found my army in full retreat. At first I assumed you were dead, because how else could you let this happen? Why didn't you tell me before we started this that you favored the enemy and would not fight them to the best of your ability? Had I known that, I would have put Karna in charge. If you still respect your dharma and are still on my side, then get out there and straighten this out. Bhishma tried to contain his annoyance and said, My lord, I've told you a million times, the Pandavas cannot be beaten in battle, not even Indra could do that. Nevertheless, I will do what I can. So now watch me as I beat back their advance and restore your place on the field. Duryodhana's brothers all gave each other high fives, chest-butted each other, and cheered, while the elderly Bhishma, his joints creaking stood to his full height, summoned up to shakti power, and launched himself at the rampaging Pandavas in their midst. As the sun reached its zenith in the sky and began its slow progress toward dusk, Bhishma single-handedly broke the Pandavas' onslaught. Seeming to be everywhere at once, he slaughtered enemy soldiers by the dozen. With one arrow he would impale two or three elephant drivers and with the second arrow killed the massive beasts beneath them. Arjun and Bhimasena were both undaunted but they soon saw all their comrades fallen, faltering, or running away. Krishna was the first to recognize that Bhishma was not only restoring the old battle lines, he was about to push the Pandava army right off the battlefield. He drew up the horses and called over to Arjun. He said, Okay, my friend, this is it, the moment you've been waiting for. Remember your oaths to kill the Karvas and anyone who fought on their side? So now, if you have not resumed your delusional thinking, I suggest you make good on your promise and put an end to this right now. As he gazed out over the swarms of fleeing soldiers and the growing panic and disorder, Arjun said, lay on the whip, take me to Bhishma, let's do this. The mere sight of Dhananjaya and Vasudeva racing to confront the terrible Bhishma was enough to rally the faltering troops. All lesser opponents were knocked aside as Krishna steered a direct course for this most formidable of opponents. As their car rolled into range, Bishma showered them with arrows, but Arjun shot out his bow. In the blink of an eye, Bishma produced a second bow. It too was just as swiftly shot out. Bhishma paused then to applaud his nephew. He shouted, Well done, mighty Partha! I'm immensely pleased with your valor. Now, let's fight! The old guy then pulled out an extra thick bow and resumed trying to kill his nephew. He got in a few good hits, but this only served to piss off Arjun and his driver. The two Krishnas, Arjun and Vasudev, were able to avoid the worst of Bhishma's attack, but their comrades were not so lucky. Thousands were killed in the crossfire, and soon Krishna began to suspect that his friend was holding back. Having been struck by a good number of arrows himself, and watching the Pandava's foot soldiers melting away, Krishna began to get annoyed. Krishna announced to Arjun that he was beginning to get pissed off. He said, I'm getting pretty sick and tired of getting stuck with that man's arrows, and you're not doing anything about it. Now that I'm annoyed, I'm going to pull out my Sudarshana Chakra and finish off Bhishma and Drona for you. In fact, if you don't want to go through this, I'll go ahead and kill off all your enemies and put an end to this right now." Not waiting for a reply, Krishna jumped down off the chariot, produced his magic frisbee, and began running straight for Bhishma, the ground shaking beneath his feet. The entire universe seemed to groan at the prospect of Krishna's fury. Bhishma saw this, and he put down his bow and spread out his arms. He said, Come quickly, Lord of the gods, protector of the world, strike me down and do it quickly, because if I am killed by you in combat, it would be the greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Great hero, you honor me with your assault. Meanwhile, Arjun had also leapt from the chariot and ran after Krishna. He dove at Krishna's waist, grabbed him, and attempted to tackle him to the ground. But by now, Vishnu had fully entered Krishna's body, and Arjun's massive body was dragged along like a child. While Krishna angrily ran forward, Arjun's grip slipped somewhat, and soon he was only holding on to one ankle. Krishna continued to drag him like this for ten steps, and then he paused to see what was the matter. Arjun jumped at the opportunity and prostrated himself on the ground before his friend. Begging, he said, Please curb your wrath. I swear to you by my sons and my brothers that I will carry out my duty. I promise I will exterminate the Kurus. Just don't go on with this. Hearing Arjun's oath, Krishna stopped and smiled. Arjun had been reminded of his dharma, so Krishna had done his part. Content, the Lord put out his magic disc and returned to the driver's seat of Arjun's chariot. The Karva leadership all suddenly realized they had been holding their breaths. They had narrowly missed the end of everything. But now they could resume fighting. Arjun, however, attacked with renewed violence. Bhishma and the other generals found themselves making a rearguard defense while their soldiers resisted the impulse to run away. Even though it was nearing dusk already, Arjun did immense damage to the Karva forces. In the remaining hours of daylight he managed to exterminate 10,000 noble chariot warriors, 700 elephants and countless foot soldiers. The nations of Savira, Kshudraka and Malava were pretty much exterminated that day. Sensing the deep fear of Arjun among his exhausted troops Duryodhana ordered bright fires and torches be lit throughout the night so that the soldiers could sleep without fear that Arjun might take them in the night. The following morning, the fourth day of fighting, started with the Pandavas using a defensive formation, with legions of elephants on both flanks and the bulk of the army in between. Like the day before, the heart of the fighting centered on the continuing duel between Arjun and Bhishma. Perhaps Arjun was still holding back somewhat, because the pair remained evenly matched. Bystanders were astonished to see Arjun's arrows shot out of the air by Bhishma as they rained down on him. Elsewhere, Arjun's son Abhimanyu single-handedly confronted a handful of Dhritarashtra's grandsons. The twins, Nakul and Sahadev, the two sons of Madri, together dueled with their uncle King Shalya. Meanwhile, Bhima Sena spotted a handful of Duryodhana's brothers, grabbed his mace and charged at them, hoping to fulfill his vow to kill all the sons of Dhritarashtra. The cousins all turned and fled at the sight of his onslaught, and Duryodhana was forced to take defensive action. The Carver prince led a battalion of elephants to cut off Bhima's charge. Bhima Sena was a famous elephant killer, however, so he grabbed his extra-large iron cudgel and jumped off his chariot to confront these mountainous beasts. As the animals charged him, Bhima nimbly clobbered each one on the head and then jumped out of the way as the enormous beasts came crashing to the earth. Elephants are not stupid, and soon the survivors simply refused to be goaded into the Pandavas' presence. The monstrous creatures ignored their masters and gathered like steers in a timid herd refusing to enter the combat. The situation resembled a medieval hunt with the beasts all penned together while Dristid Yumna led a division of archers to pick off the tamed animals at their leisure. Soon the entire Magadan contingent of elephants had been slaughtered resembling an archipelago of mountainous corpses in a sea of blood their decapitated and impaled masters still hanging from their flanks. Now, only the king of Magadha, atop the largest elephant, remained alive. Furious at the destruction of his finest mounts, the king charged at Abhimanyu, who was on foot, armed with only a bow and a sword. Arjun's son held his ground as the enormous creature barreled inexorably forward. Once the beast was in range, Abhimanyu let fly a single arrow, which entered the creature's eye and pierced its brain. As the monster collapsed to the ground, the Magadan king jumped clear, but was immediately met by Krishna's nephew, who struck off his head in an instant. Bhima Sena, drenched in blood and greased by the fat and marrow of countless elephants, seemed to dance like Shiva at the end of time as he slaughtered his foes. Seeing his army waver, Duryodhana called up his reserve troops, and directed them all to attack Bhima at once. Despite this massive push on the Karva's side, Bhima held his ground, while his friends and relations all rushed to his aid. Even though Duryodhana had thrown the entirety of his superior numbers against Bhima, they made no headway against him. This huge assault had the unexpected benefit of concentrating Bhima's enemies in one small area. He saw Duryodhana and his brothers all standing nervously together. Unable to resist this tempting opportunity, Bhima broke off and charged his cousins. He remounted his chariot and fired arrows at Duryodhana as he charged at the sons of Dhritarashtra. This impetuous charge had led Bhima into something of an ambush, however, and he soon found himself being stuck by arrows on all sides. Everywhere he looked, he saw his cousins firing arrows into his chariot, and he had become cut off from his allies. Repeatedly struck by arrows, he was soon overcome by the onslaught. He roared weakly and then collapsed like an inverted porcupine. The Dardarastras all cheered and moved in for the kill. Abhimanyu, Yumna and the twins were too far away to help. But close enough to witness Bhima's agony. Fourteen of Duryodhana's brothers ran up to Bima's bloody and broken chariot to finish him off. Under normal circumstances, Bhima would have been a dead man, but the opportunity was too good for him to let pass, so somehow, when his cousins were at arm's length, Bhima found new life. He sprang up, ripped the arrows from his armor, and used them to kill all fourteen of his Dardarastra assailants. Only eighty-six more to go. Bhima might have been heartily satisfied at this turn of events, but he was not out of the woods yet. He was still badly injured and surrounded by Duryodhana and his bodyguard. The aggrieved Karvas continued to pour arrows down on the injured Pandava until he once again fell to the ground. More cautiously this time, the Karvas moved in for the kill. But before they could get near their victim, a Rakshasa came smashing down from the sky, scattering the attackers. It was Bhima's son, Ghatukh Kacha, come to the rescue. Within moments, additional rakshasas appeared at his side, all mounted on monstrous, four tusked elephants, fresh for battle. Bhishma took one look at the situation, checked his watch, and said, Forget about it, we're all tired, it's almost dusk, and those guys look mean. Let's call it off for the night. It was a grim night for the Karvas. The generals were all shamed by their inability to stop Bhima, and Duryodhana commenced mourning and funerary rites for his fallen brothers. The Pandavas, despite their injuries and fatigue, celebrated Bhima and his son all through the night. This ends the fourth day of the battle. Thanks for listening.